two. All right. I forgot to press the start button earlier. So <laughs> Aaron's face palming. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Hello there. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to an episode of It's Not an Allegory. It's been a while since we recorded. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to blame for this whole kerfuffle. Um, so we're here. On a lovely Saturday morning with a very special guest, our prof, who I think I've taken all of his classes but one. Yeah, same Two. Oh. I haven't taken the songwriting class. No. So, well, then I've taken all except technologies. <laughs> well, weird flex, yes. but okay. Um, yeah, we're here with Dr. Lauren Geek. So, hello. 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 <laughs> Good to be here. Dr. Yeah. Geek to all of yeah. you. Yeah. I keep calling him Mr. Geek and Aaron keeps correcting me because yeah. A, we all just call him Lauren and B, I apparently Mr. is not the proper term. So I say it and then she's like, Dr. It's Pam. Doctor. It's Lauren. Lauren is fine. <laughs> Dr. Geek to all you, please listen out there. How are you? <laughs> I was going to say, sorry, this is this a funny little anecdote because uh, Kelvin yeah. was talking to Theo the other day and I was going to high five Theo as I walked out of the room and I, and he denied me. Theo's my son. And uh, Theo just like brushed me off and <gasps> Kelvin's like, you would deny a high five from oh Dr. God. Lauren Geek? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, sometimes at home, I don't even ask for his autograph. <laughs> that's that's really awesome. Well, I haven't asked for your autograph. That's There's no that. autograph to be had. <laughs> well, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. It's been good. a good morning. Oh, good. Well, welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk about spiritual gifts. But first, Aaron. Oh, no. What are we drinking? This morning. Well, you're drinking Ethiopian yogurt chef. Because Heck yeah. that's what you had in your room. It is, and that's my favorite one. And, <laughs> and it will always One be. of the best ones. It is a strong cup of coffee this morning. And it Ooh. is glorious. Good morning. <laughs> I can't tell if that's yeah. the, Lauren's blinking. <laughs> his eyes water. <laughs> you know what? What, <laughs> what are your opinions on coffee, Lauren? Um, I, you know what? Coffee is like... Sets you up for so much hope because it smells so good, mm. but then you taste it and are so disappointed. <laughs> That's kind of my feel about coffee. I wish you would want to have him on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. Just, I knew it, you weren't much of a coffee no, drinker. I, I'm more of a coffee, coffee drinker now than I have ever been. Okay. And, and like, I think I'm old. Also at the state where like I can I can drink a black cup of mm-hmm. coffee mm-hmm. and not like I did have cream terrible. and I, I talked to your wife and she's like no he won't want cream no I won't want cream like if, mm-hmm. if you're gonna drink it you better drink it <coughs> do it right plain, yeah right so exactly. like I the, I don't want to have any excuses about it mm-hmm. um, although like dessert coffee when it is got lots of cream and sugar in it like I do it's, like it is, that from you know time. I love whipping cream in my coffee oh. as like. Yeah, 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 like a dessert coffee kind of thing. I just like whipped cream. Like what's oh, that in coffee sugar is also and awesome. I like so whipped good. cream. I, just I like cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I just like dairy, actually. I just said this like five minutes Hopefully ago. Hopefully you're but, never lactose intolerant. I am lactose intolerant. I just have elected to ignore it at like every level. I but think that's everyone who's lactose Coffee flavored cakes and mm. icings oh, and stuff like so that. Good. I, that. I like that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, to me, coffee is a nice added flavor for the most part, not mm-hmm. like the main event. Fair mm-hmm. enough. You're a tea person. I, I'm a tea right? person. Definitely yeah. have had a morning this semester where I didn't have time to make coffee in the morning and I just took a couple beans from my bag and just popped them in my mouth. Just ate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I And then, like, follow it up with some chocolate. So Chocolate-covered coffee it's beans basically, I do It's just, it's a chocolate-covered bean deconstructed. Mm-hmm. Hey. 
You can That's brand that. That's a fancy way to say it. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's, you can market that. You can market Sell that. It. Be a pretentious hipster. It would work. <laughs> I put in no tr- effort. <laughs> <laughs> Don't write that on the bag. That's not the sales pitch. Just <laughs> beans and chocolate. I throw them in a bag, sell them for 15 bucks. There you go. Sounds like something you should take on a hiking trip. That does, actually. I've definitely done that. But. And I, I have, like, thrown chocolate chips into mm-hmm. my coffee grinder as I'm making it. And, like, mm-hmm. then you get, like, melted chocolate, basically, brewed mm-hmm. within the coffee. Like, that, that's good. That Cocoa. is so good. Well. Anyways. So, in a more actual topic of the podcast. Um, so, while we were brainstorming what to talk about with you. We were thinking we were going to do something worship-related, which we know you would have fun with. Mm-hmm. However, then, my fiancé said, you should ask him what he wants to talk about that he doesn't get to talk about normally. So we asked you, and you said spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And I want to know why. Because <laughs> Why that's interesting what to me? Got, or yeah. where what that got you from? on this? Yeah, like, I'm Baptist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's really interesting. <laughs> You're like, what are spiritual gifts? <laughs> okay, so I'm Bap- I grew up in a Baptist church too, and but like I grew up in that time when the charismatic movement was starting to really influence our music, mm-hmm. our worship music, mm-hmm. and our worship in general, but specifically in music. And I was getting into music, so I think like I started to like become aware of the Pentecostal movement and what mm-hmm. it was doing to our churches and what it actually brought in a, okay. a beneficial way. And that was kind of like. Before, like, we got so scared of the excesses in some ways. Mm-hmm. They were there, but it wasn't, like, they were bringing a lot of positive things that we hadn't thought of for many years. So mm-hmm. I think that started the journey of being, like, open to the spirit. I think, mm-hmm. like, the Baptist, like, the like conservative evangelical upbringing just didn't really have room for the spirit. And I think that's a problem because we're Trinitarian, but we really worshipped in a binatarian mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And I think that was always kind of a theological problem for me uh, from a younger age. Uh, again, that just wasn't anything I did a lot with, but um, what as inevitably happens, I, well, not inevitably, but I went back to school and yeah. I went to seminary and I went and got a doctorate. And, and so I wrote uh, a thesis, a doctoral thesis on, uh, like, basically on dis- diversity and how diversity is really good for worship teams <laughs> and how the body of Christ is really enriched when people are not the same. And mm-hmm. what does that look like and where does it come from? Ooh, and that's interesting. Yeah. And kind of as a side part of that discussion is this whole issue of spiritual gifts. Because spiritual gifts are about, you know, these different mm-hmm. things that it talks about in scripture. So so that became a, a, a part of that uh, that thesis that I wrote, uh, but it also like started to really change my thinking mm-hmm. about it completely. Like it totally, like whatever I had learned about spiritual gifts, um, again, came through that charismatic Pentecostal church growth movement idea, yeah. Yeah. but it was never a fully fledged theology. It was just like, uh, here's something to know and do and do all these tests and things. And none of them were really that theologically reflective. And so I did it, you know, a little bit more rigorous study for myself in the midst of that and so yeah really changed my thoughts on it and yeah at the end of the day you're kind of like well a thesis nobody wants to read nobody cares about my thesis like that's boring even though people might ask but at most time it's like I want to read your don't, thesis. Don't talk about theses to people. They don't want to talk about it. Um, you're at a college where it's a well, bunch of nerds yeah. and intellectuals who like but I so ultimately, I was like, "Well, what's what is out of my thesis that might be useful for the entire mm-hmm. church?" And mm-hmm. it's like, "Well, oh, totally. I, let's let's the spiritual gifts component might be something I can pull out of that." And so yeah, that, so it led me to write a book. When you start writing 
stuff, you put that much time and thought into it, you become yeah. passionate mm-hmm. about it. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's something that people talk about, I find, mm-hmm. quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like we don't have a really good sense of what it is or how to how to deal with it in the whole yeah. narrative of the Bible. So mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of where I'm like, ah, maybe I could be somewhat helpful in this area. Well, yeah, I think like... I don't know, growing up, I didn't really hear much about spiritual gifts. And I grew up in, like, a really conservative church where um, until my dad came along, it was in the Constitution that we could only use the KJV Bible mm. and only play oh, the wow. organ. Those were That was, like, wow. just how it went. But, like, only a certain kind of organ in a certain yeah, kind of way. Yeah, only no the... No Hammond B3 yeah, rock no, and roll no, organ. No, no, the one that is in the back corner Not the cool of our church organ. now. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the only one. Only uncool organs. Yeah, only uncool <laughs> organs. And so, and it was like a weird looking organ. It didn't, I don't know, it was weird. But yeah, like... So organ playing isn't your spiritual gift? No, organ playing is not my spiritual gift. So yeah, I never grew up hearing much about organ, pl- like, huh, about spiritual gifts, not organs. I grew up with organs. Um... <laughs> That's but, another like, podcast. We'll talk yeah. about organs. <laughs> um, it, when spiritual gifts came to mind, it was primarily the ones that we think are kind of weird and don't want to talk about, like prophecy and yeah, like yeah. prophecy, t- tongues, speaking, and healing. Yeah, those three. The those three. Are, those are the, the three, three ones we up. don't talk yeah. about. Don't touch. No, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> those are the three that came up, and the, all that came up was we don't talk about it, we don't do it, it's weird, and that's it. So can you leave that to the charismatics? Yeah, and figure the it charis- out. charismatics had that under control. I didn't need that in my Baptist church. So can you explain? I've never heard charismatics and control mentioned in the same sentence yeah i know <laughs> it, it, we're here for weird today i'm also a lot more charismatic <laughs> you are. people think i am so that's great can you define what a spiritual gift is just for the basis of this well see that's the thing like that's a difficult <laughs> thing to start there right just you know what lay all the yeah yeah, yeah lay, let's ruffle all the feathers ruffle the feathers that's what this I'm, podcast is because totally i'm that. i'm actually quite averse to even using that term spiritual gift mm-hmm. nowadays mm-hmm. because the Bible really only says it once. Like, it actually only says it once. Mm-hmm. And we have this entire buildup of theology and practice on something. Personality tests All and this everything. stuff, and the Bible only says it once. Now, it's not that the Bible doesn't talk about gifts, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say spiritual gifts more than once. And it, that's only in 1 Corinthians referring to... Yeah all of the excess, excesses that you guys are talking mm-hmm. about, right? They, they got so excited about these excesses, and they had an over-realized spirituality, mm-hmm. right? A, a hyper-spirituality that wasn't really, you know, the way God had made the universe, right? Yeah. They had kind of gone off on their own direction, like almost like a pagan view of the universe, mm-hmm. of like how, you know, you want to... Like, I, I, I don't almost even use the word magical, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like... Um, yeah, like this hyper spiritual, spiritual uh, existence that really isn't called for mm-hmm. in, in the Bible. We're we're much more grounded. We're much more, uh, you know, human beings are of this world, mm-hmm. and we are yeah spiritual in that we are understand that connection of heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. But you know, to kind of jump into and completely abandon earth for this spiritual realm is not really mm-hmm. what the Bible is talking about. So so um, yeah, so I I kind of just shy away from over-spiritualizing mm-hmm. the gifts, if I can put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring them back kind of more into the realm of reality, okay. of like this grounded earthly existence, mm-hmm. because that's a good earthly existence, right? And sometimes we neglect the whole, like the creation idea that God made it, it was good. Mm-hmm. And we don't yeah. need to have like all of this other kind, kind of ecstatic experience. And it's not that it's not there. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's good, but you know, it's not the only way that they're described or it's only not the only logic of them. So I, I tend to think, and that's like, so 
like mm -hmm. as I mentioned, I'm working on a book. So mm -hmm. uh, the, the title of my book is kind of is the gifted life, mm -hmm. and I just think uh, the tendency to focus on a few little gifts, a few significant gifts, a few obvious gifts, kind of has impoverished our view mm -hmm. of God and His giving spirit. Uh, mm -hmm. That that God is an abundant and gracious personality yeah <laughs> right and like he's constantly pouring himself and his revelation of himself and his power and his sustaining you know uh hand carries the world at all times mm -hmm. and that is all gift it's all grace like i you mm -hmm. know i even this idea that they're more like gifts of grace as opposed mm -hmm. to get spiritual gifts mm -hmm. right and so like do we understand god's grace in a more complete and robust way as opposed to like god's not stingy he's like here you get yeah. one little thing yeah. here and you get one little thing here and you get one little thing here uh, like that's just not kind of that's, the way it works your word excesses that's a good word I like yeah, yeah. It. it's like it just overflows mm -hmm. and we can't really yeah. comprehend it where it where it is and what it does so in terms of spiritual gifts <laughs> We're going to use the term. Yeah, use the term. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. What there it's is. just what we're familiar with, right? I totally with, right? agree. Yeah. It drives me nuts because then it's just like everyone wants their special little thing, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. I've, I've seen it so many oh, times. Yeah. It's like, well, I have the gift of. Yeah, yeah, and It's yeah. like this is something that just they want to feel special. And it's like, okay, yes, yes, you are special in the eyes of the Lord. It's like we're all his children. And it's like he's given all of us. Mm -hmm. Like you're not, you're not special. Mm -hmm. Calm down. You you're know, not special. You're not special. Yeah, I know. I'm so nice. <laughs> you're all special. In not that. to the bottom you're of my special, coffee cup yet. However yeah. you say it. Well, like, and even just when you think of, like, some of the lists that are given in Scripture, right? Like, most of them are not supernatural <laughs> abilities yeah. that even a non-believer might not have, right? We have mm -hmm. non-believers that have good leadership abilities oh, yeah. that have the ability to teach. Who, who and teach and, and nobody's really kind of, in my life, poor, you know, explained that. So, mm -hmm. like, because if... These are supernatural, abundant abilities that only believers can have. Like, well, how come How come we're not awesome at all of these things? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How come we're just not, like, knocking it out of park? Anytime a Christian mm -hmm. becomes uh, a leader and they have that gift, mm -hmm. all of a sudden they just, like, raise up a mm -hmm. massive amount of people and do all these amazing things. Like, you know, like, leaders don't look like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, the, the concept of, and, you know, how come leaders in our wider world don't fail miserably at it. Yeah. You know, there's some very competent, non-believing mm -hmm. ministers. And so God pours out his grace on the just and the unjust, right? Mm -hmm. And so so that was also a part of it, too, that I had to kind of come to grips with. Is like, yeah. well, like God's grace is extremely abundant. And, uh, and so it's not a matter of these are just special to mm -hmm. believers. Like everybody has, you know, some sense of gifting of mm -hmm. God's grace, some gifting of ability, some gifting to do things. But mm -hmm. what believers do with them is going to be different. Absolutely. Is that like, would you say that's the defining factor between like making it a spiritual gift and versus just uh, an ability that you're given because we're made in God's image? Like, Yeah, well, see, I wouldn't even like, like that's kind of the, the concern of our mm -hmm. age is giftedness or mm -hmm. talent, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of the baggage of English. But that's not what the Bible is talking okay. about at all. Paul, when he's talking about gifts, he's not talking about abilities mm -hmm. at all. He's just talking about something that we have received from God. Mm -hmm. And so we've all received something from God. So now what are we going to do with it? And, and I think that's kind of the way to describe it, right? It's like okay. we all have, and of course, like, like we miss the greater gifts, right? Like what is the biggest gift? Well, the gift of God's grace, mm -hmm. the gift of Christ, the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the starting points by which we then live a 
gifted experience or a gracious experience mm-hmm. out of it, right? So, yeah, taking what he's given us and then using it responsibly, or mm-hmm. maybe I'll use the word because I'm the worship guy, responsibly, <laughs> right? In response to who he is, um, so that it is a part of our discipleship, a mm-hmm. part of our sanctification, a part of our worship offering, mm-hmm. so to speak. That, that That's kind of more what's important. It's not, you know, what what can I do, but like, how am I... How am I doing it? How am I serving? Yeah. Um, so could you give like a list of examples of what this would look like aside from prophecy and weird, the weird ones that nobody talks about? Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I, the I, weird ones. The weird ones. Because <laughs> like, like, I think it just means like being willing to serve God mm-hmm. and being willing to use whatever he's given you to uh, like... Uh, announce, proclaim, in, uh, incarnate his kin- kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll just use my life as an example. And I'm, I'm sure we can talk about your lives, too, because, like, like it's so narrow to say this is my gift, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, I, I don't know. Let me ask you. You guys know me. What are, mm-hmm. what are my gifts? If, you, if I was to ask you what you think I'm gifted at. Teaching. So, teaching. It's like communicating and like fellowshipping well one because that's one thing that i th- you just talk to everyone okay so nice. yeah like just never shuts up yeah <laughs> yeah that's actually what i was saying just you know sorry lauren i just know oh, oh, like, he just never shuts up like well, yeah goodness. well no that's something that my dad and teaching is, i think yeah. that falls under teaching like yeah being able like, to just, communicate and relate to people and explain mm-hmm. things well I think that's part of teaching. Yeah. A huge part of okay, it. Okay, fair yeah. enough. You know? Yeah, I think that's a big one. Um, Hence can... why I've taken nearly all of your classes. Yeah, yeah we don't just <laughs> take... Very, very kind, very kind. Very <laughs> kind. Um, it's funny that none of you, that at this point, I didn't give you lots of time, you yeah. didn't mention music at all. No. Yeah. Uh, which is, what I would say is like, probably a, the defining, like you know, ministry of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've spent most of my time thinking about music and worship and leading in the congregation. Mm-hmm. Uh, leadership, I think, would be one of those things that I've utilized a lot. Um, but all that to say is like, I'm, I'm complicated. Like there's lots of things that I've done and mm-hmm. lots of ministries that I have um, been not only exposed to, but active in, in my mm-hmm. whole life, right? Like I'm not even like... I'm halfway through, however you want to say it. Like, I'm not a young man anymore. I've had a, a lot of different experiences. And so, yeah, I've done, like, youth ministry, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do I do I feel that like... That takes a spiritual gift right there. I, well, do, do I feel like I'm gifted at that? No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. It's not like I have any special qualification mm-hmm. to be there. It's not like I got the zap from on high. Oh, you know, you will now do youth ministry. Like, it's like, well, there's a need. An angel came and told me that. <laughs> yeah, there's a need that needed to be filled. And so, like, I gave that gift, right? Mm-hmm. As I've been, as been given to me, I can pass it on by just, mm-hmm. what. and what do I do? I just hang out with kids and talk about Jesus yeah. and plan some activities. Like, so, like, I, like, I've had to serve in nursing homes, which is not my gift, mm-hmm. right? And, like, there's so many things that I would say that I've done. And when I say not my gift... Really, what's the thing behind that is the things that I don't really like doing. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, I definitely I, don't have the gift of service, so I shouldn't have to stack the chairs. Okay. <laughs> oh, we love that, okay. huh? <laughs> yeah. And so, so I think sometimes we can, 
we're we're very sophisticated in saying yeah. we just don't like to do things, mm-hmm. and that spiritualizing not spiritualizing like, not serving well, <laughs> yep. uh, serv- oh. spiritualizing poor character. Well, this is this is getting this into hurts. my pet peeve. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think that this is where it was going to go. This mm. is just something that like I am very familiar oh, with because my church was like this in a lot of ways, and so I ended up filling the gaps as the pastor's kid because then it was like, well, nobody wants to stack chairs because that's not their spiritual gifting. So Pam, mm-hmm. go stack the chairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. yeah, and. Even, like, I remember my mom trying to find help for things like singing on Sunday or playing, like, playing with kids for a few hours during the service. And, yeah, I remember people just saying, like, yeah, that's not my, that's not my gifting, sorry. And my mom's just in there, like, well, I don't really see how... You need That's a not gifting. Thank you for that. And then <laughs> my dad was saying, my dad eventually came up with, he would say, God doesn't um, call the equip, he ki- equips the called. So just do what you're called to do, and you're going to get what you need to do it. Mm-hmm. And that became the philosophy for our church. Yeah. And I think it's even funny because, like, when I think of scripture, mm-hmm. like the spiritual gifts passages, like when it talks about the qualifications for an elder, it doesn't talk about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Like, nope, it doesn't list, these are the spiritual gifts you need. And that's kind of the mentality we, we mm-hmm. give them. It's like, oh, they have to have this specific guilt, uh, gift set or this specific nebula of, uh, of abilities. And mm-hmm. that's not how scripture describes what an elder is supposed to be. And I think, like, your perspective as a pastor's kid mm-hmm. is interesting, but I think not, un, you know, unique in mm-hmm. terms of, like, we put a lot of pressure on pastors Mm-hmm. and their families to have a certain ab- set of abilities. And, like, I've worked with enough pastors over the years to know that they're all very different people, and they all bring very different abilities and ministries and interests mm-hmm. and all that, and that's beautiful and it's good. And even as I walked through my ministry experience when I was in my church, like, I was there for 15 years, we had kind of four different lead pastors over that period of time, and they were all extremely different. They all led very different. They all had different interests. And they uh, were perfect for the phase of life of our church at that mm-hmm. time. If there would have been one of them stayed through the whole, they, they would have suffered at different stages of that life. Mm-hmm. But because of the changes, they were able to lead the church through some crucial mm-hmm. times, yeah. right? Yeah. One was just so good at conflict, just knew how to deal with conflict, but was not really gifted at preaching, if I can use that. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's fine. So he really helped us when... It, season of conflict was important and then when he that was done when that that was he moved on and we got someone who was really gifted at preaching who taught the church a lot of things and equipped them mm-hmm. you know for a mm-hmm. season when you know the next person came in there was another so it was just interesting to see how god beautifully supplied the gift at the right time mm-hmm. the right person yeah. and um i think our churches would definitely benefit from not expecting the pastor to be able to do everything Mm. and like yeah they should be able to teach they should be able to you know be super people oriented all the time like you just think of all the lists and it's like like wouldn't it be awesome if like the rest of the elders in the church or the rest of the church just said you know what like yeah that's his key area of ministry let him devote Mm -hmm. himself to that Mm -hmm. and this area you know like instead of guilting him or making him feel incomplete as a person or shaming him mm-hmm. because there's some area that we'd like him to do. But, like, why don't we just pick up the slack? Like, why don't yeah. we just, like, there's got to be other giftings. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, like, that's a good argument even just for the multi-staff church mm-hmm. environment is, like, you you have a partnership of mm-hmm. pastors that can work together 
and help each other and, and have that teamwork. And uh, I think that's also important because like the entire church is gifted. Mm-hmm. And so like, let's let the gifted church mm-hmm. live a gifted experience, mm-hmm. a gifted life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty, like when I think priesthood of all believers, I think that, you know, you don't just equip one person to lead a church. The church is a whole body of people who are all called the same commission at the end of the day that the pastor is. And even like the list of qualifications for an elder is not different than one for a pastor. And so to say that one person needs to have all these gifts, like an eldership should be able to just just as equally fill those tasks. So I think that's why an elders board needs to be so like solid as well. Mm-hmm. You can't just have random people saying, yeah, I got nothing to do that week of the month. I can, I can yeah. go do that. Like it, there should be an element of discipleship too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any uh, thoughts? I was, just, I was just thinking like, there's so much more in scripture about the Lord's sufficiency and his provision than there is about the gifts. Mm-hmm. And so like relying more on, this is what I'm called to do is us earlier in what you were saying. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm called to do. And the Lord will provide what I need for me to do that because it's, it's his calling and not mine. Instead of saying, well, this is, this is my spirit. It's like telling the Lord what he's gifted me. It's like, he knows you better than you know yourself. Like, why would you think that you could tell the Lord, this is my gifting. This mm-hmm. is what you've given me. So I'm mm-hmm. only going to use it for the, what I see fit. Mm-hmm. It's like, actually, this is what I'm calling you to do, and it will be in totally different ways than you imagine. We see all throughout Scripture people being called in ways they don't expect and just being the sovereign hand of the Lord, so we cannot take any credit for anything that mm-hmm. is done. You know, so I don't know. It's just an interesting thing that, we, that we've that we got kind of convoluted mm-hmm. and, like, very – or maybe that's the wrong word. I don't know. That we definitely not have a good picture of, yeah. right? It's like, it's still the Lord's ministry. Why would you think it's mm-hmm. yours? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Well, and a God who's so graciously abundant in giving, yeah. why would we reflect him by being so stingy? Yeah. And thinking like we can't. It's like you pour out abundantly as he's poured into you and he'll keep pouring into you and you keep pouring out. Like it's, yeah, it's like, do you think you'll run out of yeah. the spirit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's the, actually the Ephesians passage on gifts is very, that's really what it's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's not really like we focus on the list of the gifts and it's really like, no, okay, these are things that happen ministries that are important in the church Mm -hmm. so that you can equip all of these other people for the ministry of the church. So it has nothing to do with fixating on these ones. Mm -hmm. These are just like the go-between, the Mm flow-through. This is just how you equip and organize so that you can empower and send these people out. Uh, And yeah, we kind of stop Mm -hmm. at those gifts, forgetting that there's this whole other like next step that Paul's trying to get the, the church to think of totally i think like would you say that also on the flip side of being stingy we're a little too we can think of something like anything can be a spiritual gift on the flip side like just having people <laughs> or saying that some spiritual gifts don't exist anymore are we yeah, gonna talk cessationism like, at all oh yeah <laughs> yeah like where's this where's this line and you know i joke a lot about you know prophecy tongues Healing. I do believe those exist. I don't know what they look like. I've never actually experienced it, so mm. it's not really fair with me for, to say like one does exist or one doesn't. I I think that's very specific context. I think mm-hmm. you know you were talking about how your experiences in Egypt and how there was a very strong emphasis on spiritual gifts, and you saw some weird things, but you saw some amazing things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's partially because the spiritual context and just the cultural context is very different than in North yeah. America. And so 
Like, I do think that those exist. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a cessationist. <laughs> Just so we know. <laughs> I I am not. <laughs> should we explain cessationism? Sure. Some yeah, maybe you should define cessationism. I don't know. Um, so it's your podcast. It's my podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure. It's actually mine. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm the one who Well, like, okay, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but from, like, from what I know, cessationism yeah. is that uh, tongues, prophecy, mm-hmm. and healing ended with the apostles mm-hmm. and that they didn't continue on uh, through the last rough, 2,000 years, roughly. So, which I disagree with. I think the Bible would not... Scriptures would not have given us so much indication of how to use the those gifts if it wasn't going to continue. I don't know. I just think I think the Lord is not one to do things uselessly ever. He's just so intentional with everything because he's all knowing. So it's like why? Yeah, I don't know. And that's the same why I can't say well these things stopped because I don't see them in my church. Mm-hmm. It's like I think it's so ignorant to think like well, but the Lord's using things like. And also, what is prophecy? I don't know. you got to define yeah. terms all the time because ugh, semantics. Ridiculous. But <laughs> things like I've seen prophecy and tongues and healing for myself in other contexts where the it was useful. Like, what would we do in North America if we saw those things? Mm-hmm. They don't – I, I don't think they're yeah. very – sometimes I just I – can't, I can't paint it with a broad stroke. But in a lot of North American churches, our attitude of it is just not something useful. Because mm-hmm. of how our attitudes towards it. That's my only, that's just my thoughts. That's my, I know it could be totally wrong in other places, but yeah, I don't know. This is kind of, as I've, again, related to this study, <laughs> cessationism is an interesting idea. Mostly because, like, cessationism is fairly recent in yeah. church thought. Mm-hmm. And it really came with the enlightenment, with, the, mm-hmm. with modernity. Ah, yes. Uh, so reasonable. <laughs> yeah, well, it became such that we focused so much more on knowledge mm-hmm. and head and rationality that these things didn't fit anymore yeah and essentially what they did is they made us uncomfortable and that that's whole that's part of this whole idea yeah. anything that we don't like or are uncomfortable with we're just must gonna, be heresy it must be Absolutely. and and i think that's the beautiful thing about the the idea of mm-hmm. god's people being a body of varying different people with varying different mm-hmm. experiences that again i i'm really careful because like diversity is the buzzword of our Mm-hmm. modern culture and mm. it's an unhealthy diversity yeah but it you know it comes from the root of god mm-hmm. you know making the world abundantly mm. multi-varied multivalent you know like all kinds of different things yeah. right and so uh he put limits on that but it's also a beautiful thing that mm-hmm. there's such diversity and so there and such diversity that it is uncomfortable to us right there's people that rub us the wrong way there's you know people that go through experiences we don't like and we'd rather not you know, like even just like foods that we would rather not taste or whatever, right? And we can be very like standoffish with things. And I think uh, that part of cessationism, the reason it became such a thing is because we didn't really know how to fit it into our life and experience in a rational age. Mm-hmm. And I think that as the, the, the charismatic Pentecostal movement emerged in partially response to that, yeah. because it was like, no, actually, it's not biblical to be completely so rational that we eliminate the spiritual experience mm-hmm. of Christianity. Um, experience, another buzzword. Right? Yeah, yeah, experience, another buzzword. <laughs> but that is partially what is dividing churches now, too, right? The I, I, Maybe I've talked about this. Like, like in uh, modernity, churches split over doctrine, over mm-hmm. ideas. In 
post-modernity, we're going to see churches split over practice, over experience. Mm. That's why we have the masking and non-masking churches during COVID, right? Because mm-hmm. it was more important as to how you practiced it mm-hmm. than what you believed. Mm-hmm. And that's we're going to see that more and more, I think, in, oh, totally. in post-modernity. Yeah. That, that the doctrinal sense. statement will be less important than the practice. Mm-hmm. Especially with our cultural shift into like shame honor. It, that has so much more to do with what you do versus yeah. what you believe. And again, it's not that the doctrine will go mm-hmm. out. No, it's just, it'll have totally. another layer on it mm-hmm. of like, how do you practice that doctrine? Mm-hmm. We need to see how that doctrine fleshes out. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that's also good because there's been lots of times when doctrine was always about just a thing on a paper, but it had nothing to do with anybody's life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. uh, so I think it, there is a healthy corrective in that. Mm-hmm. So all that to say is that the spirit is not in conflict with the scriptures. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what people miss is that they, they sometimes think uh, and that's the excess of the charismatic Pentecostal movement, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden the experience of the spirit became an extension and would also, like, if it went against the, the word, they would go with the experience. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's where the evangelical church is a healthy counterpoint to that, to say, no, actually they're in harmony with each other. That the word of God, we don't view it as a dead textbook. We view it as a living mm-hmm. and active experience of the spirit Mm -hmm. and so when the spirit does things in other places it's going to be in harmony with the word of god and then on top of that we and and that's why we get those test the spirit type Mm -hmm. passages yeah yeah and then on top of that we also have this issue of um oh no now did i feel like i lost it um oh that the the sign like like john talks about signs right Mm -hmm. so what does a sign do it shows you what it... Yeah. It points, what, points right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so all of these miraculous works, you know, if we take it in that context, mm-hmm. they're not meant to be in and of themselves, like, to focus on them, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of what it is. It's like you start to get into this, um, God is this vending machine in the sky yeah. to get you what you want. I need healing. Heal me, right? I need mm-hmm. a parking spot. Give me a parking... You know, like, we'll, we'll yeah. use God in those kinds of trite and it's like sometimes trite ways but sometimes in very serious ways but at the same time we're we're asking god for a thing when really what they're designed to is point us to him mm-hmm. and we miss him sometimes in the midst of the experience of him mm-hmm. and that's that's even like we worship worship right it's yeah. like you get together and you have this great musical experience and your goosebumps and all that kind of stuff and you start to crave that experience and you yeah. chase that mm-hmm. as opposed to chasing the god yeah. revealed behind those things right yeah, totally. that's when like the when the ritual becomes, you know, the end in and of itself instead of, mm-hmm. you know, pointing us to God. And that's the dead orthodoxy that we are always concerned of. But sometimes as evangelicals, we do it too. Yeah, yeah totally. Sure. And like, I think something that I've found interesting lately, I obviously spend a lot of time on social media and my, sis- my little sister's obviously. on. Obviously. <laughs> okay. We all know. We listen to me talk all the time. I, sp- I reference memes and TikToks and things. My sister sends me TikToks. And something I've seen is that there's a lot of, in Christian circles, almost a lot of jokes about spiritual gifts now. Mm. There's like the backtrack of Holy Spirit Activate, which is probably my biggest pet peeve. Oh, it makes I me throw so my much. phone every time I hear it. Or there was like the one speech that um, President Trump's uh, spiritual advisor did where she was talking, speaking tongues, but... It didn't make any sense, and so it just kind of turned into a meme. And, like, I remember, like, watching Bethel Bethel Church do the whole Gandalf thing where they were going to cast out the spirit of uh, racism, but they were in – it was, like, a 
Lord of the Rings meth reference, and it's just a whole weird experience. Did, did they us. have like a staff? Yeah, everything? they did. Wow. Yeah, there was like five, seven of them, and they were like, uh, "You shall not pass." It, like it was so weird. It yeah, was it was an interesting video, yeah. but like that's kind of like the picture I get in my spir- in my mind of spiritual gifts now, and mm-hmm. like almost to the point where it's become a joke. We went from like my growing up was very much nope there's no spiritual gifts and now yeah. it's everything is a spiritual gift and so how do we find that balance and like steward it well because it is a gift we're called to we're called to steward everything that god has given us well whether it be money or talents or the earth our very lives our, our very lives and so spiritual gifts should be no different what does it look like to not completely neglect it but not overdo it and make everything a spiritual gift that's funny because, like, this is where I come back to, like, fundamentals are so important. <laughs> and, like, I feel like I'm such a one-track mind when I talk to people about anything. Like, like every <laughs> podcast I get to comes to this point where it's like, so what does this mean? Or how do we do – and I'm, like, always, like, the Bible – like, the I Bible is really Bible. great. <laughs> you know, it's like the basics of, Jesus. do you know, like the Sunday school are you immersed in, do you <laughs> set your mind on scripture? And not in a, like, like I watch the good preachers that tell me what to think about it. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I go to my youth group. I attend a good church. I'm, you know, like, no, like, do you read your Bible? Do you think about the implications of the whole story? Yeah. Is the gospel, like... Like, do you understand it enough that you can articulate it, mm. not just to yourself, but to others? Like, do you involve yourself in a local church that keeps you accountable yeah. to that? Because, like, like the world <laughs> of memes and all that kind of stuff are, like, that, that's not yeah. That's not from God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those are other voices yeah. that are speaking into you. So, like, like, like extreme care and grounding in God's word mm-hmm. is what your helps. first gift of the spirit. Your first gift is to go to the, is the Bible is the, itself. The right? word of God <laughs> it, it, is the spirit speaking oh. to you. Amen. Um, so like, I just like, yeah. Oh. So I feel bad to say, cause it's like, I don't want to say it like, mm-hmm. like, cause it can come across as condescending. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's not like, it's, no, it's like, not. like you never grow too old to study God's uh-huh. word and you never get enough degrees masters doctorates or whatever like like yeah. you know like i remember talking to my daughter judith about this right who's in college now right and she's like because when she's going to college so what do we learn at college right it's like oh yeah you go through the bible and you learn the bible yeah, yeah. and get a good handle on the bible and okay and so then when you went to your master's degree what'd you do well we kind of just started over again and went through it again <laughs> and she's like and and she's like I, like just like again and it's like well yeah because like you'd miss things the first yeah. time right and yeah. you just kind of and now i've got other questions i have other experiences i and so okay so then you went to your doctorate so what did you do and like my doctorate is like pretty specific it's on yeah. worship on worship practice it's not you know like it's broad in that it covers mm-hmm. like you know i'm gonna take a music. guess and say you did it by going through the bible again yeah <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think every single third year in this college, nearly every single one will tell you that if they could take any course again in this college, it would be hermeneutics. How to read your Bible. I think. I would take that again. I'm still convinced that if you can learn how to do hermeneutics, it's one of the most practical things you'll ever learn how to do. So good. And again, God will speak to each of us in different ways. Uh, One of the the benefits you have as students here is you get to see the 
techniques of different teachers and their hermeneutical totally. processes because it's not a science it's a bit of an art yeah right if i can yeah. put it that you know, way i just talked about this yeah, the yeah. Other day. yeah but i still <laughs> think that of all the ministries that you're going to end up doing of all the gifts that you're going to employ I wish that we were videoing this so that you could see that we are doing quotations. We're so funny. There's air quotes. I think you can hear the air quotes. The gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 foundation for them and the greatest, you know, gift and and outworking of them in life mm -hmm. comes when you love God mm -hmm. and you love Him when you um, are exposed to Him and His self revelation and His Word, mm -hmm. and uh, and and not. Just study it like a textbook. Study it like this is God speaking to mm -hmm. me. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I could go on and on. It's, oh, but, but it's a very basic if point. It, if well, it I makes you it. feel better, when I wrote down that question, that was the answer I was oh, hoping okay. that you'd come up with. <laughs> We're like, oh, we know where he's yeah, going. Was, <laughs> we'll let him go off. It's yeah. awesome. I'm sorry. It's just no. like, I feel like a time bomb. It's just ready to explode. The Bible. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Well, it's kind it was of also important. really funny to watch you just like you were leading back and then you very just much vibrating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, your body language in this is Bible. hilarious. Oh, that was we should have videoed this. Oh, it would have been hilarious. It would have been great. Sorry. Okay. No, no year? problem. I, I like that I had a list of questions and we maybe done two of them. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but you know what? I think that's fine. So, yeah. And we've kind of actually covered a lot of these. Oh, yeah. Um, meaning to. So, I guess like in a more practical side, like what do we do when someone says that? they have the spiritual gift of fill in the blank mm. like they come up gift. yeah coming like they come into the church and i have the spiritual gift of preaching you should let me preach and just like or i have the spiritual <laughs> gift of prophecy this is a prophecy that i have for you yeah like, okay so this is interesting because I, I think paul gives us like a little bit of a model as to how mm -hmm. to deal with it even the fact that we're using the term spiritual gift shows you Paul's tremendous pastoral sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't outright say, you stupid people, quit using the word spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't go like that. And it's, it's the same, like, I get annoyed when music and worship are synonymous, mm -hmm. right? Because worship oh, is so much more than music. Goodness, yes. Right? But, that's, <laughs> but if someone comes up to me and we're says, we're going to have a time of worship, and they mean singing, I don't go, oh, let me just teach you for a second here, and let me <laughs> fix your thoughts, because we're going to have a time of singing where we will worship God, mm -hmm. but we can also worship with prayer and with speaking and with, you know, meditation yeah. and, you know, uh, all these kinds of things, right? So, um, so I, it's not good to just kind of immediately bash them on the heads and say mm -hmm. like, well, yeah. so, cause, cause what Paul does now about these spiritual gifts that you're talking about, and that's the only time he uses that term. And then he starts talking about the issue. And this is what the better gifts are mm -hmm. and goes on. So he meets them where they are, doesn't shame them, tries to meet their understanding, and then pastorally guides them to where mm -hmm. they need to go. Mm -hmm. And so if someone came into a church and like, they're just like, this is my thing. Like, I would be like, oh, that's good for you. Like, like. I, That's awesome. I, yeah, I was just like, you know, I'm glad you're here in my church. I would love them. I would care for yeah, them. I because those are fruits of the spirit. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, that, that's that's what we should do. Uh, and and then build a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. You know, help them find their ministry. And then as you see them get involved, affirm those gifts. And yeah, if they feel like like you know, I I deal with this in music world all the time. I'm a singer. I'm a worship leader. I I am. That's my spiritual gift. And you know, like, well, 
how do you know if it's their ministry or not? Well, can they do it? And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like simply, like, are you trained? Are you equipped? Have you got some sense of the, the, the job? And, and like, I can, I, I, you know, if they are great singers or leaders and we put them in, like it's a win. Like it's not just because their thinking is maybe a little distorted on it. But as a pastor or a worship leader, uh, as someone overseeing them, I'll also be watching to see what else they can do because like worship leadership is not just about singing. Like it's about, you know, are you organized? You know, like that's a gift. Can you like put music together and like, yeah, (laughs) you know, do you, do you care about the team? (laughs) Do you have encouragement (laughs) gifts and compassion? Right. Mm -hmm. And then that's where I would start like drawing those out and and observing them and, and encouraging them and, and building up that person Mm -hmm. because they're not just a singer. They're more than that. Mm -hmm. And God has given them more things that they can do. And, you know, and I actually, this is awesome because like what happened in our church is, uh, and I don't know how the, why or what happened there, but like music and worship leading was kind of an entry level, mm-hmm. you know, service experience in our church. Mm-hmm. And as they learned how to be on a team, as they learned how to work together, as they learned how to encourage and build, deal with conflict or even just be faithful and showing up for mm-hmm. practice. These are all important ministry skills. Yeah. Eventually they would go on to other ministries they were like you know what i can contribute in children's ministry now Mm -hmm. and they would benefit there or they would Mm -hmm. become elders Mm -hmm. and it was training it was a great training ground Mm -hmm. for other ministries and equipping yeah and we would always take people where they're at and say okay that's great let's affirm what you're feeling you know how you're living what you're Mm -hmm. what you think is going on right now let's not beat you up let's care for you and like Increase your capacity, mm-hmm. increase your ability to serve. Let's build into yeah. this person, right? You don't always have to just be right. Like, <laughs> it's okay, but sometimes you can just keep it to yourself. <laughs> no, you, you, I always have to be right. Yeah, yeah, I always have to tell people they're wrong. Exactly. Yeah. I think something that came to mind as you were talking about just, like, encouraging, encouraging them and causing them to grow is the spiritual gift should be accompanied by the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, and yes. Like, I was about to ask something about yeah, that. Dang it, like, yeah. my train of thought. Every once in a while, I have something going on in my head other than pandas. Yes. Every once in a while, it's yeah, not yeah, often. Yeah. But you know, like if if it truly is a spiritual gift, you would assume that the spirit is in you, which should manifest in the love, joy, Ooh, peace, manifest, buzzword, patience. Pam. <laughs> Sorry, let me be my let me be my postmodern self here for a second. Okay, I like it. <laughs> I like. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's making faces at me. It's a okay. So occurrence. okay, well, no, with the fruits like, of the spirit, like like, what do you do? I guess this speaking to my experience mm-hmm. of where I've seen people saying, "Well, here's me exercising my spiritual gifts," and then there's no fruit of the spirit, like mm-hmm. no self control, and there's no, uh, no self control is a big one. I don't know why. It's, I know it's the ninth one, but that doesn't mean it's not important. So what do you do when maybe they conflict? Like, how do you address that maybe? Or like even theologically, like what? Or even there's no desire for them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I definitely don't have self-control a lot of the time. But (laughs) I want to be self, have self-control. I do. Yeah. Some people don't desire them and it's like, I'll take the gift and sorry, I don't need those fruits. Those those pesky fruits that are so annoying. Well, I think this connects back to what we were saying about is (laughs) the Holy Spirit in conflict (laughs) with the word. Hmm. No, no, right? Not at all. And so this is kind of like bringing the whole thing together, right? Mm-hmm. Because like there's this temptation to separate what we do from who we are. Mm-hmm. And even in Christian Ooh, circles, yeah. 
we kind of like fall into that idea. And like, this is like kind of how our world operates. Like we'll elect people to office and as long as they can do the job, we don't care about their character. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, no, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, like character is a part of who you are and a part of how you do the thing. Yeah. Uh, but also we'll swing so far the other way in Christian circles and we'll say it's about who you are, what you do doesn't matter, right? And it's like, mm. no, they actually, for us as believers, what we do and the person we are becoming, uh, the, the, the being part of it, mm -hmm. uh, like those have to connect. There has to yeah. be yeah. harmony. That's like what it means to be a full human being. That's yeah. what it means to be a whole person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. to have integrity, mm -hmm. Yeah. right? The integrity means that what I show and what is on the inside mm -hmm. are the same. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, it matters that we can have a good preacher, but that doesn't mean that they are a poor person internally, right? Mm -hmm. The only way that we see those, and you can actually hide mm -hmm. these things for a long time. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. actually, I would, I bet some people never get found out, you know, mm -hmm. like, like mm -hmm. it just, it just happens, mm -hmm. right? Um, but on the other side, like we have people that are just such good people, but they have no skills mm -hmm. and we just put them up and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, they're a good person. Let's just keep getting, mm -hmm. like, we, I think we need both. I need, we need people that have competence and skill mm -hmm. and in their ministry abilities and what they contribute, mm -hmm. but they also need competence and skill morally, ethically, you know, in terms of a spirit filled, like mm -hmm. Christ following you know, servant model, so to speak, mm -hmm. right? And that's where they, these two come together. It gives us a, a chance to say, okay, so if we're going to really evaluate a person, can we not only see, like, are they doing the job well, but internally, are they growing? Are they consistent? Are they showing the character? Mm -hmm. That both of those matter equally. Mm -hmm. And and then it also helps us, like, that fruit of the Spirit also helps us measure, like, the competency as, mm -hmm. as well, not just for them internally, but what the effect of what's going on in their ministry in the wider circle. Because these are the things, like, even, so, like, a preacher. So, yeah, I really enjoyed his sermon. When I hear the, him preach, like, I'm with him the whole time, I'm never bored, great illustrations, all that kind of stuff, right? Okay, good. But is the congregation more loving? Mm -hmm. Is the congregation more kind? Mm -hmm. Is the congregation growing in self-control? Like, that's how we know whether the gift is being mm -hmm. exercised gainfully, usefully, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, a worship team. All right, you know, we they rock. They're awesome. They make us, like, cheer and clap. They affect our hearts. We got scripture in our minds. We weep when they want us to. Like, they just, like, they can lead us on the journey of the gospel. But you know what? We walk away and we're still angry at each other, mm. right? There's no unity or anything in our church, right? Uh, like, that shows maybe that, like the high quality of this this gift isn't really being you know mm -hmm. so like evaluating things not only based on whether the gift was well employed yeah. but was the, the was there a spiritual fruit that emerged out of it as well yeah. mm -hmm. uh, that i'm picturing like a spiritual watering can and it's like if you're actually watering well the fruits will mm -hmm. will come right yeah you know using those gifts I'm just even thinking in my own life like just how I've seen people who I thought were really good leaders or pastors and like had all these what I thought were spiritual gifts and then it came out that they very much like there was a lot of anger or there was a lot of damage that happened because of them that just kind of got ignored because they were such good preachers they were such good worship leaders they could exegete scripture so well mm -hmm. and then but there there was character that didn't come out of that yeah. And so, yeah, no, I think that that's a really good metric for 
if someone is truly being guided by the spirit is if there is character. So. Yeah. Now the wild card is God's grace, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because like we're all so we're all sinful, <laughs> and right. And so we have to be careful that we we don't look for ways to like criticize everybody all the time, right? Yeah. Because like I don't know, like some of our you know like, biblical examples are terrible people, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, yeah. you know, so it's not really about our functioning in some ways. It's about the Lord's functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it's inappropriate to put it on the table. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So we're pretty much out of time, but in closing, like. Ooh, how does this practically look in your life? Like, how how have you seen spiritual gifts and God work through spiritual gifts? Or how have you seen... <laughs> nice loaded yeah. question to I close. <laughs> I know. I really just don't end things on a lighthearted note. It's one of my best skills. I just really need to drop a bomb as I leave. No, all I can say is, like, like I just look at my life and see what I've done. Mm-hmm. And like, all the different experiences. And, like, my tendency is to, like... To say yes to things mm-hmm. as much as I can. Mm-hmm. If I feel like, like again, it's not a uh, permission to overdo yourself and burn mm-hmm. yourself out in ministry, mm-hmm. but to like say, well, just because I don't like it, if an opportunity and a need is presented and I can do it, well, maybe I should do it. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with whether I want to do it, I like to do it, I think I have any experience in it or whatever. It's like, no, if the Lord opens a door and it's pretty obviously open, I should probably walk into it mm-hmm. and not be afraid of it. You know, again, I'm human, like I've fallen on my face a lot of times. Um, but even just now at this stage of life, still even asking that question, like what are the next doors that are coming? And to be like, I'm I'm not done yet, that there are other things mm-hmm. that are going to, and there's going to be things that I'm going to shut behind me maybe. Mm-hmm. Like there's the things that define me that I, like even just coming here to Miller, like being that, up on the platform music leader like that's so much a part of my identity up to that point and saying okay god but you have another ministry that i need to do which is teaching mm-hmm. so i can put that aside for a while and so what are the things that god is going to get me to pick up and put down mm-hmm. and always be willing to you know live in that whatever abundance of and not be afraid of what i'm going to let go always being okay with mm-hmm. it but also being ready for what's next yeah. so there's always this kind of like I want to keep equipping myself mm-hmm. and being ready for that next step. So, like, that would be also what I would say to anybody. It's, like, yeah. keep equipping yourself. Like, like you don't know what the next thing that you're going to need to do. And that's, why, that's the great thing about Bible college for you guys. And it's hard for you guys because um, you don't know the context of what you're going to need to know. Yeah. And so we just dump stuff into you. <laughs> and, Everything. And you guys are just like, oh, like all this stuff. I don't even know what to do with it. And, you know, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're going to need it. <laughs> and eventually you'll be like, oh, I wish I paid more attention and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It, it'll be fine. It'll that. be all right. <laughs> I said those words the day of my life. I'm so called out. Oh, my. <laughs> that awkward moment but, with the professors there. Like, <laughs> equip yourselves well in this moment. Mm-hmm. And in the next moment, once you exercise those things, equip yourself for the next moment. Like, mm-hmm. just, I don't know, life is a huge, abundant gift. So yeah. just keep enjoying it. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with us for an hour and you know not answering any of the questions that we originally planned but it was perfect but yeah no uh, this has been super encouraging actually you plan the podcast pam i plan every podcast (laughs) thank you for sitting and chatting with us for an hour it's been really encouraging and yeah i've just been really blessed by it thank you yeah be blessed in the most chaotic way possible and enjoy your coffee